You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. Welcome to the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Grab a ball and get ready for this serving of cornbread and caviar. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Cornbread and Caviar, the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Thank you for joining us today for what promises to be, as always, an awesome experience. Follow us on Instagram at Eat Cornbread and Caviar, and feel free to hit us up at Eat Cornbread and Caviar at gmail.com with questions, comments, etc. Today, I am joined by the hardest working producers and co-host, the beautiful, voluptuous resident voice of hospitality and custodian of truth, my sister, none other than the amazing Marie Renee. Hello, hello. Let me. Okay, you better introduce. <laughs> introduce. They're going to be introduced, yes. don't I? And then okay. we got the phenomenal, never to be underestimated, the pretty boy himself. He is pretty. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's James Brandon. Amazing. <laughs> he just started blushing when she said he was pretty. <laughs> he turned red. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So shout outs. Let's do some shout outs. What's up? Who we want to shout out with? Who wants to start? Maria, James, who wants to start? Somebody. Okay, I'll start. I want to shout out my um my nephew, Tuki. Choo-choo. A.K.A. Daniel and my niece Kamari. Kamari. A.K.A. Holland Jack. Because <laughs> that baby, be, she be clowning. <laughs> she does. Oh, y'all want to hear Daniel? Yes. I'd like to hear Daniel. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel. I'm going to name my mom Sybil. Uh, first, Minato. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel. That's so cute. That's so cute. And have a fun weekend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All I can hear in my head is M I C K E Y M O U S E Mickey Mouse. <laughs> we got we we got to get him into some acting for sure. Absolutely, Absolutely. we got to get him. These yeah. young people are very very uh, dramatic. That was cute. And your niece Amaya is a mess. Is dramatic and a beautiful mm-hmm. little girl. We got to get her into some acting classes too. Mm-hmm. She is very dramatic, by the way. She will literally act out a role four to five times until you acknowledge her. For example, if she's mad at me, she will go pout, sit in the corner, fold her arms or fold her legs up to her chest, and then she'll be smiling. But when I look at her, she'll go back into pout mode. Until I acknowledge her pout, she'll continue to do. Oh it. yeah, she's very dramatic and Love sing mm-hmm. and sing. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So Maya and Daniel all both need to go into some acting classes. Mm-hmm. Does Kamari need to go too? She's only one. Is she dramatic though? But she she ha- she's having a separation anxiety from her mom. Aww. Oh baby. So mom can't even go to the bathroom without her cutting up. 
well she'll yeah. grow out of it because yeah. as much as i love so she's gonna be with tt nay that's why yeah, well there you go she's for gonna be sure every day all day we're gonna, we gonna get her together believe that <laughs> <laughs> send her some kisses from uncle mom mom okay um james any shout outs for you Yes, I would like to shout out my sister, Brianna. Um, I just want to acknowledge the fact that she is doing what she needs to do to go back to school. I am very proud of her yes, school. for paying the balance that she owed. Now I'm going to air out all her business, um, <laughs> filling out her FAFSA and scheduling the class that she needs to take to go back to school. So good job, Brianna. Oh I'm very proud of you oh, for what you're accomplishing. Um, and if you ever let a nigga fuck your life up again I'm gonna beat your ass oh wow I'm sure she'll love this episode okay telling all her business all right. so she had a balance Kisses. she had a, she had a balance she let a nigga fuck up okay she oh my goodness well and and, and the word nigga is a, is a term of endearment people please between us Right, because you if you ain't us, you can't say it. That's right. You just got brown. We, that's right, brown people. Now you know I'm all about brown empowerment, and I don't like the N word, other than entertainment purposes. For the purposes of right now, that's okay. Just N word. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, well, shout out to you, Brianna. Um, enjoy this episode. Uh, your brother, hopefully, is just. <laughs> told it all <laughs> on cornbread and caviar. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do a different shout out, but I'm going to do this shout out. First of all, first of all, um, shout out to the young lady at it was McDonald's. I think it was, no, it was a young man. I'm sorry. It was a young man at McDonald's where I typically don't eat at. But when I do go, I usually get a really bad customer service experience. But this time I got a great customer service yes, experience testify. so i want to just thank that young man at the mcdonald's who gave me a great yes, customer service experience yes, shout out to mumsy who had me to get up on a saturday morning to pull a piece of furniture yes out of her truck joe me burly and- chest you better <laughs> lift that furniture <laughs> she had me and james you know go outside Cause he came over before getting here and she had us to go outside and pick up this piece of furniture out of her car just because it was on sale and it was heavy. It was heavy. And it's Saturday. I work Monday through Friday. I don't want to, I'm tired. Why do I have to get up and move? Well, isn't that nice that you work Monday through Friday? (laughs) It's a blessing. First world problems. Because the hospital don't ever close. So. Well, nobody says y'all couldn't. I guess just the government price says so, you know. Okay, whatever. Well, That's nice that you work you have, Monday through Friday. Glad you, but you don't have to work every weekend. So I'm glad you have some weekends off. <sighs> I've been there before. It's so hard. Okay. Uh, random question of the day. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Come on. Random what question of the day. What do you do if... <laughs> what do you do if someone that you are very interested in um, and you are feeling this person, you're dating, but then you realize... They robbed you. <laughs> what do you do? You done fell in love with this person. They stole something from you. How do you handle that? Wait a minute. Say what? What? Huh? So say? you into somebody, y'all fall in love, but then you realize they just stole some money from you. They stole your identity. They done done something. Cra- Whatever it is, they just stole from you. Although 
y'all in love now y'all dating y'all into each other they stole from you what do you do do you still date them and help them rehabilitate their behavior or do you end it what do you do or do you do other what you mean stole like they <laughs> at gunpoint or something or what <laughs> they stole how do you steal like so they went in but my how purse do you, how do you steal if somebody that you kicking it with like y'all so I'm it's okay sure for, you to, for me to go get a credit, some kind of well, credit in your name without your permission, or it's okay for me to take your credit card and swipe, swipe, oh, swipe. Oh, so they stole my identity? They stole your identity, or they stole some money. They stole something from you that you didn't give them permission to take. How? how what do you do with that? Pray about it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing a praying. <laughs> I'm not doing a praying, but we... That's we the first finna, We finna have a discussion. I don't... Let me tell you something. <laughs> No, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to say it, but um, you I said don't pray yeah, about it. Yeah, because my credit is already, and I'm trying to rebuild it, and you didn't made it. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm finna see somebody judge. Do. You can't mm-hmm. disclose it. Oh, Mm-mm. yeah. We ain't talk about that. Yeah, come on and get me. Come on and uh, <laughs> just call them because I'm gonna need this five minutes till they get here. Yeah. Or unless you in Detroit, then you might need about thirty, thirty-five minutes, maybe forty to get in there. Because for one, how dare? What you mean? <laughs> I, but it, but then at the same time, it's like okay, so he he didn't then did that but now I gotta look at myself see now I gotta go through all these psychological issues because <laughs> can I trust can I not do I whoop my, my no two to one then led me astray for the umpteenth time I <laughs> 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 have a talk with her like see bit this is what I <laughs> this is your fault <laughs> this is a wonderful well I guess while I'm sitting in jail I can just be you could be thinking, be thinking, rehabilitating your mind while they're yeah. out there living their life <laughs> off of you, off of you. Because after you go to jail, they still got your identity. I don't know if they're living. <laughs> oh, that's why well, you went to jail. So it wouldn't be jail; it'd be prison. A long-term situation. Okay. That is so bold. What? That is. Why would they? Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you? But this is why I'm not dating now. Because I just no. These people lost their mind. I can't. <laughs> That was our random question for the day. I wanted to throw healing. that in there because I thought it would be kind of fun. So. Some blessing oil or something. Ooh. I can't. <laughs> and you know what? This actually happens. It does. Yes, it does. Absolutely. This happens. Oh, what's happened to me? It actually absolutely has happened to me. I know I was <laughs> I was dating somebody years ago and, you know, I um, you know, looked at my, my checking account. I was like, what? $89 for... But what was it at the time? Maybe it was Metro. I don't know, but it was something. And I was, I'm looking at it. And at this time, I was a personal banker at a bank. And I'm looking. So I look at my account every day. I'm looking at my account. Like, what the hell? Eighty nine dollars for me? I don't have Metro. So <laughs> me working at the bank, I know. Okay, I know. Well, I strike put this one. On he had a Metro phone. That was your fault. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was your first clue. Absolutely. No, shout not. out to Metro because one of my really close friends is a manager there. He's doing great. Metro. I shout out to care Metro. About yes. None of that. What's up? That Metro then stole eighty nine dollars to pay their bill. <laughs> no. <laughs> He stole it. So I go home looking like, what the? And it's check number one. Let me go. So I went to my checkbook. Look, that check was fucking messed up. Like, what the? What? Food and <laughs> took a check and then went and paid the cell phone bill. So when I got home, because I called my people, two people, I ran home. I went straight to my bedroom, put on my ass kicking boots. And next thing you know, 
him and his cousin, because they're in the town from out of town. They on my balcony in their underwear, because I didn't trust them. I said, take off all your motherfucking clothes. I don't trust you. What you got in there? Put them out on the balcony. Let them stay out there till I calm down. They was locked on the balcony in their underwear in the dead of winter. I didn't care. I was mad. But that was me. That was you my younger. You stripped them down like they had bed bugs. Because I didn't know what <laughs> I didn't know what they what else they had stolen. I had no idea. But hey, so I feel you. I probably you know. But present me, present me the the saved. You better me. make better decisions. Save a metro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> I just told how crazy I am. Because <laughs> um, you was talking about what you would do. I talked about what I did do. Mm-hmm. So, Brown Brilliance. This is the portion of our show where we actually acknowledge somebody who uh, is brown and is doing some amazing things in the community. Uh, or it could be a brown-owned business, either locally, um, uh, regionally, uh, national level, international, whatever. And they're doing some amazing, amazing things. And we at Corporate and Caviar, I want to show our appreciation by highlighting uh, a person each week we record. So this person... Uh, she has a bachelor's of science uh, in communication, master's degree in social work, and another master's degree in clinical psychology, and a PhD in social work research. She's currently an adjunct assistant professor at Portland State University. Um, she is known internationally and nationally, and she focuses on the intersection of racism, trauma, violence, and American chattel slavery. She has over 30 years of practical experience as a professional in the field of social work, and she conducts workshops, trainings in the area of intergenerational historical trauma, mental health, social justice, improvement strategies, and evidence-based model development. And very significant to me, she's the author of this amazing book which I have started but not finished just yet but I'm working on it it's called post-traumatic slave syndrome America's legacy of enduring injury and healing we will jump into this a little bit later in the episode but without further ado we at Cornbread and Caviar pay homage to you and take off our hats none other than the Dr. Joy DeGruy yay she's so well established I love her She's amazing. She just tells the truth. I absolutely love her. I kind of watched the video once and she was talking about how different um, groups of people, Native Americans, um, I think Jewish folks, they all got their apology and they got some kind of reparation, some kind of healing psychologically from the things and the trauma that have happened to them. Whereas brown people, we have not. We've had these things happen to us. We didn't ever get, you know, we couldn't afford the health care to afford the psychological help or didn't feel like it was valuable. Whatever the case may have been, we didn't get what we needed to heal. So we passed on this trauma and hurt generation through generation so it's become a pathology a cancer if you will through various lineages Lead up. so yep. that's an issue um big issue so mm-hmm. we'll talk more about her in a minute so um yeah yeah so let's get into the meat y'all already talk about the meat mm-hmm. well, what kind of meat is it today something that james brandon will eat we know he'll only eat chicken and tofu <laughs> <laughs> or turkey okay <laughs> about turkey. how you feel about turkey maria i well you know <laughs> <laughs> turkey has to be cooked a certain way okay we'll just cook it however you want it yeah. how you, you want, want it you want a fried yeah I like baked? fried turkey okay so this is fried turkey today's okay. meat is fried turkey i guess uh, <laughs> um so here it is 
Did y'all know that there's a group of people who do not believe that racism is a big issue anymore? Like racism against brown yes, people? Yes, we mm-hmm. know. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, what do y'all think about that? Bullshit. <laughs> At this point, I think they feel like it's so, I mean, like they, they want to be in denial. Mm-hmm. Mm. They don't want it to exist. So, why? So they put up a covering. Right. What do I, so I don't have to address it and deal with it if it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, oh my God, it happened. And I hear this all the time. <laughs> it happened so, were you really, were you a part of it? It happened so long ago. I mean, exactly how long are we going to continue? to lean on that like are we ever going to get over it yeah bitch because um how long are we going to continue to be like you know my family don't have anything compared to yours successful (laughs) african-americans not really in and around your community you have to you know look to them ask them what they did what do you say to that person I walk away because I'm too urban. <laughs> like I'm too urban. Now I, I will can't. admit. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree to some extent. Okay. I agree I do to some too. extent. And let me tell but you that why. Don't, but that don't give it you the right to say it because you aren't part of it. I agree to this extent. A lot of the decisions that we have decided to make as brown people. Uh, not saving, uh, not doing what we need to do. Uh, like kudos to Brianna again. She's going to school and she's making an intentional step to do that. Kudos to James. He's going to school. Kudos to Maria. She's going to school. Kudos to me going to school. We are all making appropriate decisions to make our lives stronger and better. But then if you choose to stay in the hood and you look around you and you're not happy with it, or maybe you don't know you're not supposed to be happy with it, what you see, if you choose to stay in your dysfunction, that's on you. But some people don't know that they're in dysfunction, too. It's systematic, too. though. It is systematic. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'll tell you what, this the part, the part that the reason I partially agree with what this is saying is that we still have to make ourselves aware of where we are and where we want to get. So we have to take the opportunity that is provided us. Now, granted, other folks have more opportunity, but we have some opportunity as well. But that's why I talked about um, in the episode, uh, uh, I forgot which episode number, but $1.2 trillion, where we need to have our own businesses and we need to be able to keep our monies in our communities if we start growing businesses and developing businesses and doing business with in and amongst ourselves, we will have more opportunity. And we still have opportunity right now. I, it, it, it's so many layers to this. It's a lot, yes. Um, but that doesn't, it just doesn't fit in with people still being racist. It, it just does, it does to an extent, but not completely. Because I can't control whether I'm doing well in life or I'm not if someone views me as less than or something that's them you know they could people are still racist towards someone like Beyonce and look at how successful she is so we can't say that us going to school and taking those steps towards a better life are going to make someone look at us any differently and not be racist it all boils down to our appearance our skin that is what it boils down to here's where I disagree with you 
I agree with you, but I disagree with you at the same time. Because, again, the more strength each of us has individually, the stronger we are as a group. So if you have education, yeah, it's going to be some debt to go with that. But if you manage your debt, pay it off, whatever, you will be stronger. Now I have this education. I am a nurse now. I am an entrepreneur now. Uh, I am this. You can't take that away from me. Yeah, you can't take that away from me. And the more of us who are in these power positions at the tops of these corporations, the ones that we should be actually starting ourselves or the ones that are in existence, getting to the top of those playing whatever game we got to play to get to the top of those we can help each other more if we get to the places of influence and power you guys disagree mm. that doesn't take away from the fact that our skin is brown yes it doesn't because but e- even in that even in that sense you know you got oprah is the first african-american billionaire and she's still going through She's still getting what? Yeah, what, absolutely. what store was she in where they didn't know who she was? Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton or something like that. They didn't know who she was. They, I get you it. Know. But y'all still not hear what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. She it, Listen, if we multiply where we do, a lot of us are not doing a whole lot of shit. A lot of us are sitting back living day to day, not trying to improve our situation. If more of us improve our situation, more if we if we start supporting our own businesses, if I go and make a leather good that's comparable to Louis Vuitton, but it's made by brown people or the watches we talked about the other day, um, if I may, if I buy goods for my people instead of a company that doesn't value me as a brown person, the more I do that, the more likely I am to have more power and influence because now we're keeping our monies in our community because the the whole po- point of this is is economic wealth. If I am economically strong, if our people are economically strong, then we can all build as a group of people. I mean, honestly, if I if if the, the thing is we're being we're being oppressed it's a systemic oppression but we're oppressing ourselves we though. are oppressing that's my point we that exactly we're oppressing ourselves I guess ourselves. it just go both ways it's, it's we getting it on both ends yeah we are but that's my point if we all do more individually get more education and the education does not have to be a four year traditional degree it could be being a plumber it could be being an electrician whatever it is that you want to be really really good at and then you add value to your community bring your people in we spend our monies with that individual who's good at let's say finance or whatever and or an accountant that's a brown whatever we spend our money there they help keep their money in their community it's 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 all about the psychological component of it psychological and what we add how we add value to our own communities well we need to be reprogrammed in order for this to absolutely work. that's well, what that means mental health is very important let's say that every single brown person is doing all of those things that we're living in that perfect world that we're speaking of currently all of us you know, we're shopping at brown owned businesses. We have money, we're saving, we're going to school, all of that stuff. Will that change a non-brown person's mind about us? Will they then look at us in a different light and then there won't be any racism anymore? No, no it won't. No, it won't. They're still going we'll to always be racist. Intimidate them. We're always going to be intimidating no matter if every single one of us had those things and we were economically stable and all of that stuff. Even if we had all of that, that's not going to change a, non, a non-brown person's mind. They're going to burn it have, down. They're, exactly. <laughs> that like Black they did. Wall Street. Yeah. Right. Like they, they've done and they still do. All of that is still going to happen because we can be the best you know us that we we can do whatever we want to do but as long as someone else thinks differently and they want to oppress us they're going to do that even if we try not to let them because that is how it's been always always okay but i'm not about that this is how it's been so this is how it's gonna be i'm all about this is how it's been 
what the fuck can we do to change it? I get what you're saying, but the numbers then versus now are different. We're a bigger population in America. We're still a minority, but we're still a bigger population. And again, if we are putting ourselves into power positions, if we're putting ourselves into control, fuck it. Create a Wakanda section. We all just live. Jewish people do it. Jewish people do it. Like in Southfield, they like have their own communities where most of them live in one big community. They got their churches there and they got their schools. They built brand new, beautiful schools right there in Southfield for their children. The boys go to one school, the girls go to another school and they have their own. Look where they've come from. They've come from a place of oppression. Now, granted, they are here in America now. They came from a horrible, horrible place, but they are doing it. The same thing I'm saying that we should do, they are doing it. So I do believe that racism might not be as big of an issue Mm-mm. as it was yesterday because we're not doing it. But it does start in our minds. Let me tell you how it is, though. How far we how we have not moved. <laughs> Let me touch on this real quick because it's been affecting me since it happened. Touch it. Um, Touch your sister. The whole situation with Bill Cosby ah. and R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. We want to talk How about, about building a, a a black business when our men are being put on the forefront as a joke. Regardless of what happened in their personal lives, these are living legends. I agree. And the main people that is making a mockery of them are us. So you want to talk about building a business and we should do this and we should do that. Well, your brother man is going through his 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 own private situations on a public platform. And we were we us are the first one to throw a stone. They don't have to do nothing. They don't have to do nothing. We're doing it ourselves. So it's it's like a contradiction. Like, oh well, let's 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 build black businesses up. Let's, but you tearing down a, a person that's already established. That's that that t- God given talent has already been in the forefront. They came on this earth to do to do what they were supposed to do, and we all. I mean, tearing it down. It will no longer exist. Legacy gone. No Cosby show. I was surprised when I saw it on TV the other day. I'm like, wow, Cosby show still on? I'll tell you this. An oppressive force, uh, they don't have to do anything because, like I said, and I've said it before, slavery does not exist lest someone goes to jail where they can legally have slavery in jail. But slavery no longer exists on a legal standpoint. But we still enslaved in our minds. Mm-hmm. It starts in our minds. Absolutely. James just alluded to it. You just alluded to it. So they don't have to do anything. And again, they is the oppressive force, whatever they, whomever they is, but, uh, or are, but they don't have to do anything because we are trained to hurt and attack one another to keep, it's the crabs in a barrel mentality. Yeah. Renegio, um, Maria Renee has stepped up into a place of prominence and now that she's up there, I'm jealous. So I'm going to try to get up there, too. But while I'm climbing, I'm going to pull her down so I can pull myself up. Uh-uh. It's not jealousy. It's the fact that he touched them <laughs> girls and we're not going to keep condoning and giving her a card because he made some music. We're not going to keep doing it. Well, let me let me when people say that. 
when 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 they say that it kind of it makes me upset because I'm not taking away from women who who this actually happened to right yeah, absolutely who who've had their own personal story I don't have to get a disclaimer for cornbread and caviar but uh <laughs> good good I just want the facts I want everybody to Let's let's do a, a lie detector test. Facts are hidden. Where, where is the blood samples? Where's where's the semen? Where where's the specimen samples? Like where where's the hardcore facts beside op- opinions at Absolutely. this point? Absolutely. But I think that at a certain point when you hear it so much, it's no, oh, no room for opinion. That ain't good enough for me because guess what? It, it could be uh, eleven thousand people that said Maria Renee did crack cocaine. I've never done crack cocaine in my life, and I'll prove that. I beg to differ. But eleven but eleven million people said. That Maria Renee did crack cocaine. But you got to understand something. To some degree, and this is not always true, but I do believe it is. In this case, R. Kelly, for example, there is some truth to a rumor, right? Because there's no way that we we start hearing about this prior to Aaliyah, while he was with Aaliyah, after Aaliyah. Um, I wasn't there. I didn't see the physical situation occur. But he went to it, court. He went to he court. He was found innocent. <laughs> Fine. Bill Cosby, there have been women coming for us saying that he did X, Y, he and Z. He went to court. He paid a fine. He was found innocent. But he's in jail. Oh, they changed the laws for, to make it fit for them. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So that goes back to my original point. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just say this. I don't condone anybody having sexual relations with an underage minor. If you are of the age of the majority or you're 21, let's say, um, and you're having sex with a minor, it is illegal. Um, a lot of times young girls, young men don't know and have control over who they are. They don't know what they want. So putting them in a position where you can do where you do things to them sexually they will confuse sex with emotion and sex and emotion are not the same thing sex is had because i have an emotion for you i want to make love with you that's what it should be and that's my society societal societally driven thought process a young person should not be having sex with an adult male or an adult woman but at the same time i'm not i'm not going to condone what R. Kelly has allegedly did. I cannot condone what Bill Cosby allegedly did. You should not be drugging people to have sex with them. Bill Cosby could have had all the vagina I he wanted. Wasn't there? I wasn't. So I don't know what they I did. But, you, but what I but what I will say is, if your cousin right went to a liquor store and stole some candy, and you was with them, right? Okay. Uh, we got to put it on this front in front of Grandmama that you did not steal this candy because we all gonna be in trouble. Absolutely. Right. Because you are an accessory to the crime. Okay. So when we get to Grandmama's house, we did not steal that candy. We don't know where that candy is. And we're going to stand together to Grandma and say we did not take this candy. Do you get where I'm going with it? I do not. Please tell me. Are you saying that we should have stood together with R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and said they did not do what they did so that they can get away with the crimes they may have committed? What I'm saying is that we should have stern, factual facts before we tear down a legacy is what i'm saying i agree but if you tear down a legacy then you control the people better you keep them in the darkness that they're in you keep them you keep them where they are if you tear down their legacies you the people who they look up to the kwame kilpatrick's the r kelly's the bill cosby's the who michael jackson's the people that are important to them that are part of their community if you tear down their legacies then you keep them down and oppressed as well Look at damn Donald Trump. 
Why has he not been torn down yet? All this stuff and evidence and all of collusion with Russia and all this shit has come out. You but he's still in the White put, House. You cannot put what another predator did to another predator. At the end of the day, it's still a predator. Donald Trump's grabbing pussies. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like there is obviously a dichotomy. But to my original point, if we are like President Obama, if we are in the White House, um, if we are at the tops of corporations, I'm not saying that we should use that and be corrupt and then take that power and do the things that a lot of these other folks are doing and I do believe that our people if we are wrong we should pay for it however we also have to work twice as hard to be just as good because everything uh, everything Mm -hmm. so we can't we have to have a clean record we have to have everything we can't do anything that's that's considered amoral because they'll take that put a magnifying glass to it and burn our ass you know how you put the magnifying glass sun to an ant and a magnifying glass over an ant sun rays come through that magnifying glass and you can cook the ant literally that's what they do they'll magnify our small insignificant things and and not saying that the things that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby may have allegedly done were insignificant, but if it is something insignificant, let's just say you did steal a piece of candy, they'll take that one little Tootsie Roll that you stole, they'll magnify it, and they'll burn your ass with it. Because we have to be squeaky fucking clean until we're at a place where we don't have to worry about that. But then we might, because of our mentality, we might hurt each other. So my point is, I do agree that racism is not as big of an issue as it was yesterday because there are a lot of people who are non-minorities that are on our side. I will say that. But it's still an issue. But a lot of the issue right now is our mentality, who we are, what we are contributing to our own demise mm-hmm. every totally fucking agree. day. Totally agree. So I agree with that. That's my point. That's that's where I, that's where I'm coming from with it. So and I'll argue that to the cows come on because we are really failing at this life thing. And, and and even Michael Jackson, what do you think about that? I mean, think about it. Michael Jackson, apparently these men are now coming out and they even had the video footage of him being in the store with the boy. Now, just because I see something doesn't mean I believe it because um, you can put smoke and mirrors up. How can people see if they have sequins in their eyes? You throw glitter at people, they can't see. The glitter represents all the bullshit you put in them. So if you got glitter in front of my face, I can't see anything. Uh, at the end of the day, this man's dead. He is dead. Yeah, he's but they came after him himself. posthumously. They still came after because it's not, it, trust me, it is a, I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, but it's a fucking conspiracy because now he's dead, but Michael Jackson was an icon. He was iconic. He still is iconic. Much props to Michael. No props to what he may have allegedly done, but this is the perspective of boys who are now men who are telling their story after this guy's dead. So you also got to think about what is their motive, right? And then just because a child remembers something doesn't necessarily mean they remembered it correctly because I might remember something, but through my immature mind, I might have thought about it differently. I'm not taking away from what could have happened, not taking away from their story. I don't know. I wasn't there, but still, the principle is they're taking down an icon in the Brown community that we had something, we had somebody to look up to. Now they, again, boom, destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And all Michael's going to do to sell more records posthumously, but he's gone. So he doesn't have to face consequences for what could have happened. It's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but that's just how I feel. I mean, <laughs> it's just what I feel. So yeah, I agree. Racism is not as big of an issue, but it's still, while it still is an issue, we are a big part of why we're where we are. Well, I mean, we're racially 
biased towards each other. Exactly. I am fully uh, aware of mine. Absolutely. Fully aware of it. Can, so, should I work on it? <laughs> Would you call that reverse racism? Mm, call it what you want. What 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 do you mean when you say that you are fully biased towards your own? Is it someone darker? Because I'm darker than you. No. It has or is it someone? If you were walking down the street outside and you saw somebody that was your own, would you be more leery of them versus if you saw somebody who's walking by who was a white person? No, it's not that. It's just I don't like everything. Is not we've we've become so sensitive e- even to our our own you know you need to call your cousin out on, on certain things that they do okay Expound. We, we absolutely should and we don't because give us an example because they're brown it's like oh, it should be done in private right but, it definitely should be done in private but it should be done but it's like oh we've been through so much already so just give them another chance or i like, don't like the it, fact that i go no. on social media and um a bunch of fights is being shared a hundred thousand oh times. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. That's it's horrible. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, bitch, I'm about to beat you. And then ripping wigs off, ripping hair out, ripping. And people or find dude, humor in that. Yeah. And they all excited about it. It's like, I, shit, that's the kind of shit that happens in the zoos. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a fucking zoo. It's a circus. Like, we're fighting, trying to hurt each other, kill each other. I've seen a video where somebody was getting run over by a car, and they thought it was funny because they was having a fight, so the chick got in the car and mm-hmm. backed over the other chick over a dude who probably only lasts for, like, 30 seconds, uh, probably ain't got a dick bigger than a fucking pencil. Look, what is the big... It's so... I get it. There are, is a smaller ratio of men than there are to women, but my God, woman... Why would we be fighting so hard over a man? But how many times have you shared the young man that was accepted to 41 colleges and got over $300,000 in scholarships? Because, (laughs) again, and I I would like to invite him to share some of his money with me for my student loans. Um, Am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit so that's what up. I mean by that. That yeah, that's the mentality we have to change. Yeah. It's a huge issue with the mentality we have to change. We we are in a place now where we can do a lot more things. We still have some racial barriers, but we could do a lot more things. But we are more interested in seeing who got their ass whooped, seeing which rapper has on this and that. And I mean, this is an age old conversation at this point, and I am tired of having a conversation about it. But it's just like we don't get it and we don't care. Why? I'm over the portrait period of I'm tired of slavery movies. I'm tired of Medea movies. <laughs> I'm tired don't of worry, movies going away. where our, our children. Shout it's out to Medea. Born and raised in the ghetto, and they got to struggle to get to the top. And and I want everybody to understand: every brown child is not struggling. That's true. That's very true. Very true. They're not. There are a lot of really affluent brown families um, who do very well. So that's know. the narrative, though. And we help them portray it because we put money into it. Like, you know, Tyler Perry has made a lot of money based on that narrative. And it's funny. It's enjoyable. I do enjoy it. I can't lie because it's funny because I can relate to a lot of the things that Perry, uh, Tyler Perry has put in his movies. And then there are a lot of movies where, you know, um, 
non-brown people have made movies where they are perpetuating stereotypes about us and we still put spend money on it as well so what do you do i'm obsessed with will and jada smith mm-hmm. they're both I, very I attractive i recently um we had some electronic signatures going back and forth between us three jada will and myself and now we are all in a marriage together okay all three of us we're a three-person relationship they were just here in flint i know i was with them but we, we stayed together because we were married all three of us that Fallacies, didn't go viral fables and folk tales that that wasn't viral. why didn't you share that on social media what, what, that's a big thing for you mm-hmm. what, i didn't even know that happened that's amazing <laughs> Well, because we like to keep our three-person marriage private. Okay. And that's just what we do. I don't think they've ever kept anything about their relationship private. So, so how I'm did the water taste that that, that, uh, that Jaden brought? Yep. How, did how that was that taste? machine? Listen, my, my stepchildren, um, you know, he, my, my stepson, he's just, Jaden, shout out to Jaden, my stepson. He's amazing. I really liked what he did. <laughs> Um, it tasted great, you know, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that as an alternative to what people in Flint have. So shout out to my stepson. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I don't like the way y'all two looking at me. <laughs> and I want you to know that I despise the both of you. <laughs> um, haters. Okay. Um, Delusional. <laughs> so listen, th- th- this is this part of the conversation can go on and on and on. And on some more. Um, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Then let's talk about, uh, aside from the fact that we know we do need to take accountability for our own actions and stop pointing the finger so much at racism, although it is an issue and a big part, and it could be considered the issue, but another part of the issue is us. Um, some people don't believe the white privilege actually exists. Who don't believe that it don't exist? There, they are, don't even, there are some brown people who don't believe that it exists, and there are some white folks who don't believe that it who exists. Who said that? <laughs> well, there are a lot of people who don't believe that it exists. Some people say that it's bullshit. Stop blaming uh, everything else. on. Now, again, I did say just moments ago, and I agree with this, stop blaming everything on racism, or white, white, even white privilege. But there are some very significant factors that help or aid in our demise in society. So do you guys believe the white privilege exists? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just go to the courtrooms in the suburbs Just turn when the dealing news with an uh, African-American case and a Caucasian case. So are you saying that, what, what, if, what if someone said to you that the reason that brown men get put in jail more is because they already have a stronger criminal history they've already they have a history of criminal behavior Mm -mm. so they're going to be in jail more Mm -mm. so i'll give an i'll i'll be transparent and that time you put myself into here we go again god damn (laughs) (sighs) testify to what you know okay not what you see so um i had got a ticket in ferndale oh wow I was on my way to get pick up the insurance for the for the car and he pulled me over and I got a ticket or whatever and I paid the ticket I just did not go to court right so that had went on for a while and then I got pulled over again in Royal Oak because of that situation so it was a a warrant and all of that um the judge in Royal Oak would actually had gave us a whole little testimonial about the reason why he slap he cuts um, the prices in half for 
minorities because he he knows that it's systematic. He knows it's a money game. The judge, you mean a, a, a white judge? Yeah, he was white. And he said that? In his courtroom. I love him. Can we get him on the show? In his courtroom. He gave every African-American that came in that courtroom, and this was more, because I had to see him more than once, he either cut it in half or he put them on a, on a payment plan or he zeroed it out, period. Can you reach out to him? I don't want to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I want him on the show. But Let's have he, this conversation. But, but he understood. You know, he 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 get it. Everybody know when you cross eight mile, and what is that Woodward, Ferndale? Well, Ferndale's is, right there on the cusp. It's mm-hmm. all of us inside the, the the courtroom. Yeah, it's very rare, and I've seen that too. It's very rare that you see them. It was on the news before. Like, they was doing a whole investigation on why Ferndale was giving out so many tickets to minorities. Like, that is re- Yes, that's real. Of course it is. I- and then, in the news right now, with the whole... With the, the actresses buying their kids. Oh, oh my God. That is for sure the whitest of the whitest privilege. <laughs> what? Could okay. you not imagine... What if I hadn't got into U of M because of that bush? I... Oh, my God. But our children got to essay upon essay and, and get a million no's before they get just one yes. And all you had mm-hmm. to do was send them $500,000 and your kid is automatically Bribery. in the prestige. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think that if we had the, just say the shoe was on the other foot, if we had the monies, if we had the influence, the power, and then the white folks were the minority, do you think we'd be doing that corrupt shit too? Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you can you imagine Jay Z and Beyonce paying for for blue? They would build her her own school before she <laughs> had okay. to, before they had okay. paid anybody. Can you can you imagine that though? I I could, and I could imagine what would happen to them present day. They would be so all over the news. It'll be such a big, just like these actresses and all these affluent white folks who are doing it. But it's It'll been be going on deal. for years. It's been going on for a long time. Somebody I even made... didn't give up no ass. Okay. Something didn't, fell didn't apart. Didn't do what they were supposed to do or some some money lingering then a check bounced. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was a whistleblower. This didn't just... Something happened. Because mm-hmm. it's going to trickle down from a lot of people. It is going to trickle mm-hmm. down. You got to think about it because like, a lot of people, you hear people, oh yeah, my grandfather's donated a lot of money, endowment money, to this school, and his this building's named after him. And I got into this school, and blah blah blah. Well, baby, how's your SATs and ACTs? Oh, oh, I got a, I got a twelve on the ACT, and I got a three hundred on the SAT. They didn't cut her oh. out a Fuller House, Fuller House, Fuller mm-hmm. House they Lifetime. Stopped, they stopped playing Desperate Housewives. They go. <laughs> <laughs> they oh they take you down they, they they take you down don't they but see here i am being a conspiracy theorist again you got to sacrifice a couple of your own in order to maintain the oppression of the bigger group you're trying to oppress because like oh yeah we're gonna take bill cosby down we're gonna take down all michael jackson all these people but we also had to sacrifice a couple of our own so oh, we, we got to a little sprinkle in a little sprinkle there so yeah this um, is not a racist thing this is we just being righteous okay mm. yeah whatever um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. that's deep. That is deep. That educational thing, and I'm talking about. We talking about going to school. Brianna back at school. What if that happens to her? What if that happens to her? She's trying to better herself. A mother of two beautiful kids, and she's trying to better herself, but she can't get in because oh, so and so made a big donation. Okay, hell. And then, okay. So what about this? So, you, white privilege will have you 
as you just mentioned, because you covered one of them, having a better relationship, a more positive relationship with law enforcement. That's enough. That's that's the privilege. That is definitely a privilege because mm-hmm. we've seen all the things that have happened. Now, I'm not saying that my people have not engaged in foolishness and mayhem to cause themselves to get to the point where they have a negative relationship. Maybe they did resist arrest. Maybe they did try to fight the cop. Maybe they did try to grab the gun. Whatever it is, they did. They did do. But because of media and all this other stuff, it makes it exponential in terms of what our uh, fallout is with respect to our relationship with uh, p- uh, police and authority office uh, authority figures education we just talked about that even that you could attend better schools you got the Harvards, the yales the usc blah mm-hmm. blah blah they can attend these schools they cost more they have more resources so they can afford that stuff um they are favored by teachers and principals more so, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually read an article by uh, shout out to Push Black. Push Black. Push Black is a they put a lot of uh, stories out there, historical stories that deal with things that are happening in the black community, brown community. Um, but a young girl, I guess some bullshit about a young girl had on perfume, too much perfume. The teacher couldn't figure out who it was. It's a brown girl and a, and a white teacher, white principal. The teacher couldn't figure out who had on all this perfume. She's just trying to make herself smell good. And again, we don't know the whole story, so I don't want to make her sound like such a victim, but she is a victim for this next part. Teacher gets ca- calls the principal. Principal comes down. He, he like, he's on top of her 10 to 15 seconds like being rough with this little girl and three of her braids got ripped out like he literally ripped some right here from her scalp I'm gonna share the story with you guys it's deep it really made me feel some kind of way and I don't know how I old don't. it is you don't what I don't feel no type of way you don't Mm-mm. cause it's perfect too I'm much finna, perfume no I'm finna go there let me tell you something Bree don't get your blood pressure up don't I get, get to your... speak my piece listen please when in Rome, do as the Romans do. We're so quick. So we should beat up the little white to kids to run to the suburbs, right? Okay, I don't want to because beat up we want to escape our reality in the city. Okay, okay. And so we get over there, and it's like, oh well, I'm I'm here now, and you know. We have a new big house and a car and my kids are going to this privileged school and they're getting a better education and you still black. Mm-hmm. As hell. You still black. You're st- you're still you are still black. And guess what? You take your ass up to that school and l- and let me act out and I'm finna you know what I'm saying cuz they pull my baby braid out. Mm. When you could have easily pulled it all back to the school system that you went to because you were born and raised in a city, could have given back to that high school that you went to and put your baby right there in the city. And I'm saying it because I had to learn that we all, all of my siblings live out in the suburbs. And I tell my sister all the time, like, you wanted him to be out here. So... We got to pick and choose our battles for a reason because at the end of the day, you still brown. Absolutely. You still brown. Absolutely. So what? Yeah, what he did was wrong for pulling out her braids or whatever. But you got to understand. Also, research what you're dealing with. They don't want you there. Mm-hmm. They don't want you there. Where they might have dealt with a young, another kid, 
totally white kid totally. at a level two. Rebecca, yes, don't wear, they deal with ours at level ten or twelve to... or even twenty. How does a grown, fully grown man, mm-hmm. a little teenage girl, maybe even not even fully a teenager yet, ten? To 12, I don't know how old she was, but she was a young girl, mm-hmm. young enough to be my daughter. And waiting, they want you to clown. Do it, please. They want please. you to. Yeah, clown. I pulled please. the baby's hair out. I pulled it please. out. Please. Please, clown. And that's just an example, one of many, you know, and again, I didn't read the story in full, but the fact that the result, what I, what I saw was hair being ripped from the scalp of a young brown girl, um, that that bothered me, that disturbed me. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, let me just comment on what you said. You move out to the suburbs. My mom moved us from Highland Park out to the suburbs. In Highland Park, I saw cars get stolen, People get robbed. I saw all kinds of shit, and it was mostly us there. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be, first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting better for your children. My mom wanted me to have access to a better education where um, where we moved to the suburbs was mostly white. Which is fine. You can have your, you can have your better education. In a better what? environment where you feel you, safe you coming still, home. If, if we decided, like we're talking about, to Decisions. come together, mm-hmm. that education can still can be right there in the city. Right, Pooh can bear. be can Pooh be bear. can be right there in the Pooh, city. Pooh bear, they, but we haven't decided. Okay. That's the point. We haven't decided. So even present day, if I had children, guess what? They're gonna be at King Cass somewhere like that, or out in the suburbs mm-hmm. at a country day and you or still something like that. Have to deal with still gonna have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I get that, but I I'm, well not really because they're coming back to the city. They are coming back to the city, so it might be easier. Yeah, maybe, but. At the same time, I am going to do everything I can as a parent to give my child the best shot they can. Because when they start out, right, my brown kids start out with a deficit. Let's just say they start, let's just, just, I don't know what the figure is, but let's say they start out five years behind. So when I get to the 12th grade, no, better yet, when I get to my the day of graduation, I am five years behind. When I when a lot of majority race kids and others that and these are statistics. I don't have them, but I will get them. But the statistics are showing that once a white person graduates college versus a black person, I hate to make this continuously about brown versus white, but when they graduate college, they have an advantage. A lot of them are getting the jobs. A lot of them are getting what they need. A lot of them are getting, you know, to make the money. They have generational wealth. Not all, but some of them do. A lot of them, a lot more of them than us. But then when we graduate college, like myself, um, what? Let's see. I graduated from U of M. U of M is, and I'm not saying this because I went there, but it is one of the best universities in the country. It is. Um, why is that? Because we don't vote. We're not yeah. actively involved in our community. We don't know who our politicians are. Are you saying that U of M is one of the best con- best schools in the country because no, we don't I, vote? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about for the for them to from kindergarten to twelfth grade, our children are behind. But why are our children behind? Because it's it's systematically set up. We don't want to invest in our own children. We don't invest in our school systems. We don't. No, we don't. We don't go to like parent I, I made, conferences. I made a point mm-hmm. when our I was teachers going, are underpaid. Absolutely. Even mm-hmm. in the white district, but the white districts they still get paid more. They're getting paid more. And like I said, when I did the the education episode. Um, I took some kids out to a school out in Pinckney, and the school, the the stadium was immaculate. I saw that, but what did she say? I, we we do we, fundraisers. Absolutely, we do fundraisers. Commu- we so contribute. So why we can't do that? 
because we don't have the resources. We don't have again. We haven't put the effort into making ourselves better and, and having more money I to put into the school long, districts. How long in our community? How long are we going to continue to keep using that as an excuse? It's not an excuse. It's facts right now. Okay. I would like to see a change. I would like to see me have gotten out of college and me go into making more money than thirty three thousand a year at that time. I would have loved to see myself make more than that money at that time or be like my counterpart who's making 60 or 70,000 right out of college like what the hell is that because guess what they closing all the DPS schools right they are they're gonna reopen okay okay I just wanted to make sure that we all heard that they're gonna reopen they're gonna reopen and guess who they're gonna reopen for absolutely the new the new new Detroit okay the Mm -hmm. new Detroit and we should all have access to that did she just slurp in the she mic, did. she did just slap the mic. <laughs> all my pop gone. Okay, it's good. That's all in your system. All that sugar. Now your this insulin is gonna raise. This was it, it, it. My blood pressure is raised, and my insulin because of this conversation. And okay. it's not over yet. It ain't. It's but not it even need over. To be had because I just. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Now, a lot of Americans rely on, um. Like I just talked about inheritances from their families, but how do you inherit? How do you inherit what you don't have? Every time, and this is just a generalization in a brown community. Whenever somebody dies, not always, but a lot of times, somebody dies, we got to scrounge up money. We got to pay for the funeral. Blah blah blah. How do we even? I, you got to pay for that out of your pocket because there's no life insurance. And nobody understands how life insurance is a wealth transfer product. That means if you have, think about it, a whole life policy will build cash value. And this is going to be a whole nother podcast. If you put money into a whole insurance policy, it will build cash value. You can borrow against it, whatever. And that death benefit at the time of your demise goes to your family so they can bury you and then have some money left over to pay off expenses. Maybe some of your final expenses if you have them and they're responsible for that. And then they can put the money away and grow or start business or what have you whatever the case might be and so this the, how do you if we think actually let me look at this too um historically um whites have had more wealth they've accumulated more wealth uh the they basically not they but slavery allowed the white people of that time to build wealth off the backs of slaves, which were my ancestors. Mm -hmm. That money, if you're familiar with the process and the concept of compounding monies and compounding interest, they've been building their monies for generations. So they've got a lot of wealth to pass on. They got the insurances, they've got the wealth to pass on, whereas we inherit debt and we inherit loss instead of gain. Oh, we, well... Yeah, that too. But we also we, we a lot of African American families had land that they could have capitalized mm-hmm. off of, but they sold it and and it wasn't passed mm-hmm. down, and the paperwork was 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 lost. Yes, yeah. quote unquote lost or whatever. Or I was coerced out of having my land. Maybe I had a piece of land after like the Civil War and all that shit. Maybe uh, some brown people did get some land some of them did but many of the many people many of the brown people expected to get land they expected to get land they actually didn't get land they were fucked over we we don't keep our dollars and then if we did have land and then someone that was white wanted it they would harass us uh, do stuff to us they would coerce us to sell our land or just move without having to pay for it so we just gonna take ownership of this land 
because like you said, systemically is designed to be racist against us. It's designed to hurt us, not help us. That was back in the day. Now it's a little less overt now, but it still happens. We can't, if I can't afford, look, I want to buy a piece of property and build a house on it. I can't afford to do that shit. That's, that's a lie. My debt's keeping me back right now. It's that, tough. Well, that's but because that, we want to do everything by ourselves instead of together. Which is because tough. Mexicans, 13 of them in one house. But you can do it by yourself. And that should be your first goal is to do it by yourself because that's where change starts. If I'm relying on every single person in my community or my household or whatever, I'm never going to get out of there because there's always going to be one person that's holding me back. So I need to make the decision for myself Mm -hmm. that I am going to be better for my future, my kids or whatever it is. Because if I today decide, you know what, when my child turns 18, I'm going to teach them about credit instead of just saying don't get a credit card. That's already a switch in the system. So if you start and you start building a family that's going to keep that going, it'll just grow and become larger. But we always say, well, how long is it going to be going on? How long is it going to be going on? Well, make the decision today to change that. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Because, yeah, a whole bunch, you know, 13 Mexicans live in a house together. Well, that's 13 people that can make a decision to change things for themselves. You see what I'm saying? Right, together. But even if I make that decision by myself today, I'm sitting in here sitting in here with you two right now. So I make that decision. I share that knowledge with you. Then you two make that decision. Then you go to your friends and your sisters and you guys all share that information. It's That's where it starts. But everybody wants to be selfish. Everyone's like, I'm going to do better for myself and I'm not going to share it with anybody. That's the mindset that we have here in America. And we can't do that because we are the lesser race, unfortunately, but we have to collaborate together. Now, listen, I want my own home. I want my own space. I don't want to share a house with you. Why we got to buy a piece of land together? I want to buy my own land, buy my own house. But in reality, a lot of the cultures who have the whole mindset and concept of the family lives together in one family house, they're paying that house off like that. Mm -hmm. They have land. They're Mm -hmm. buying more land. They're duplicating their process. And I think that's not a bad idea. It would be something to get adjusted to. But I mean, hey. And if you are going to contribute to the household or contribute to the the family, save money together as a family, go out and do stuff as a family, I think that's a great idea. I do. But we do have an individualistic mindset here in America. We can't afford literally to have. I'm just being honest. We can't literally afford to have that mindset. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But um, uh, this is deep. <laughs> It is. It's just deep because it's frustrating. What about like employment networks? And we talked about this earlier is what I said, whereas we needed to have get it to, to the tops of these companies. Right. Um, uh, become the administrators, the bosses, more of us just at all levels so that we can also help one another out. Now, I'm not saying that we want to be unfair, but think about it. If you know, there are a lot of hiring biases when a brown person comes into the room versus a white person. If there are more white people in the organization, because we are seen largely as lazy, angry people. If that's the mindset that America is is portraying us as, or given uh, portraying of us in society, that's what the media is portraying us as. Then, when we sit down with a non-minority person who really doesn't know our character, then they're going to make that assumption about us subconsciously. That subconscious thought is going to affect us affect us on a conscious level and they're not going to hire us we won't get the opportunity that's not fair 
that's definitely not fair. This is why we need to have our own racial networks, if you will, since that's what you know we're talking about, like a racial network in a hiring situation, either by having our own companies, hiring our own folks, right? Or, um, and, and we of course, there'll be a very fair hiring process. We'll hire any qualified person, but we will definitely hire our own as well. That's a racial network inside of a hiring practice. Right? We need to have that. I mean, they what just... If- what if our own is not qualified, though? <laughs> then we can't hire them. We the, the 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 job qualifications don't change. The job qualifications are not there, but we still need to be. You're not qualified, but here, I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to take some extra time out of my life to make sure that I get you ready. So the next time this job becomes available at my company, you're legitimately ready. You could intern here. I'll pay you a smaller salary. Let me give you an internship. I'll give you a small salary so you can at least kind of help you, you know, help ends meet. But I'm going to help you climb to that next level. Let me teach you how to fish. So that that's that's the mentality that we need to have. Um, and then because think about it, when you a black sounded name on a resume or there's some black sounded names I can even think about. Because if, if I'm a white person, I see this name, I'm going to make an assumption. That, oh, this is cause this is what a lot of people make jokes out of comedians, Tyler Perry's, you know, all these comedians. They make all these jokes about these ghetto quote unquote sounded names. Then that puts that seed inside the mind of the hiring person. So now, oh, Sha- Shaquanda, Sha- Shaqu- Keisha. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Alize. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? It it's legitimate names. Nothing wrong with these names. Well, my I think my name I think they think that I'm Italian or they're intrigued, but I know I've had employers tell me that they my name was intriguing to them. What but to our people my name is ghetto. What does it where did it come from? My parents were just they was having a good time. They was just, you know. <laughs> they just took half of two names yeah, and put had, them together. It was supposed to be named after a wine or something. It piggybacked off of some type of wine. So when you get older, you just get better. I mm. get it. I get it. Okay. I get it. You like that? How I tied it together? Right. You but like I mean, that? I, I have no... Comp- Our community is the ones be like, girl, what? But they are just in. Oh my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> Who came up with that? It's. It sounds like a perfume. How, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> I'm like Renegio. Oh, see, it really. And but they like it. My brother, man, like, girl, you don't get that urban shit on. I don't think it sounds urban, personally. <laughs> get that. I like yeah. it. Your parents was ghetto, urban. and they gave you a ghetto ass name. That's just it. <laughs> I don't think it sounds good. I think it's a beautiful name, actually. So, so in order for me to thrive, I always use Maria Renee. I, I don't see. like giving out my government name. It's just sacred. It is sacred. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sacred. My government name is not. But I wrong. Googled it and it's only one me. There you go. Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> you said you are set apart. <laughs> you are a peculiar <laughs> person. Please understand. All by yourself. It's just one me. I- <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Um, What about housing? Ooh. Mm. I want to go out (laughs) to the suburbs and buy that big, beautiful house you talked about, but I can't afford it because I am in a 
job where the racial network was not there for me. So I got a lower paying job and I actually was never educated about finances. So I messed up my credit. Well, no, I think the resources and are there. We then just don't the want the family did not leave me any money because we didn't have nothing to leave to me. So I don't have that resource. Can't get the loan. Can't get the housing out there. Okay, great. So they move out there. I can't get access to that. So there we go. No, you can't. You just have you to can. dig. Are we blank? But are we? You gotta dig, dig. It's there. You gotta work harder. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. But this is the this is the plight of a brown person. Not all, but some of the plight of. Or I got so much debt because I went to school to get this powerful master's degree. I can't even afford to get a nice house. I got to go buy me a tax auction house. Uh, just so I can, you know, at least have a place to live with my family, and I got to deal with the bullshit of being robbed or whatever. This is just throwing it out there, right? There are um, issues with property values. We talked about once before. If a brown person moves into a neighborhood of all white people, all the property values drop. So that makes all the brown, the white people, want to move out of the neighborhood, and then that leaves the property values even lower. And then it's just a whole big thing that occurs with this it's, it's really bad it's really bad but we not going nowhere though so i don't be understanding why it's still dropping when we take when we come we come we take over yeah mm-hmm. but we <laughs> we, we, you we keep elevate the property again because okay. we coming we y'all gonna come to the city and guess what we're gonna come right back to the city again mm-hmm. yeah you can't escape it but see we can't afford to live in the city now because the city is coming up there now they're building new buildings we got little caesar's arena we got all these nice things out here and we can't afford it so a lot of people are moving to certain areas and pockets in the city that are for lower income people that we can't afford it certain people cannot afford it. certain people cannot afford it a lot of those certain people are we americans are down there uh, there are there are mm-hmm. a lot of African Americans down yeah. there. That's true, but because I'm talking about doctors, I'm yeah. talking about if you were to take all the people who live in downtown Detroit area, you're going to see a majority non-brown people. It's not it's, it's a majority non-brown people. That's just and that is an assumption because I don't have any statistics to to prove that that is an assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. Joy Degru she talked about a lot of the stuff that we go through and how we we really. Post-traumatic slave disorder, it basically posits that centuries of slavery in the United States followed by systemic um, and structural racism and oppression, including like lynching, the Jim Crow laws, uh, unwarranted mass incarceration, which is another form of legal slavery. Um, it's resulted in multi-generational maladaptive behavior. So basically it's saying all the shit we've been through, like I said earlier, is getting passed down from generation to generation. Bad credit lack of uh, insurance, um, uh, lack of wealth, all this stuff is getting passed down and passed down. So to the point that you guys are making, and me too, when do we make that decision to actually stop and make a decision to do something different? That is the question. So it's all about our role in this and how we engage our lives every single day. Making little decisions is going to add up to a big and better life and bigger and better picture so that that conversation was deep and it was very it's almost emotional for me um but like you said maria renee it needs to be had um all of our conversations that's your catchphrase (laughs) yes it needed to be had that is me me and my family had these conversations all the time i love it (laughs) i am your family my daddy was uh very well in tune with current events. I wish so. I had had an opportunity to meet 
Mr. Joseph. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. And he would have loved me better than you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, funny thing is to close, even close the conversation now, but I, I last night became kind of emotional to the point where I was about to cry just because I was having a conversation with a friend and he's like, yeah, I was having um, lunch with one of my friends. You know, we went to college together and you no, know, this is, this is a Brown friend and this friend he went to lunch with is white. This guy is, He's telling me, yeah, he, he he by himself, this white kid, he is um, paying for himself and to get a pilot's license. Now, anybody who knows me knows I am absolutely crazy about airplanes. Now, I'm not saying that I expect anybody to pay for anything, but it would be nice if I had a head start in life. And he's paying for a pilot's license. Now, a pilot's license cost a lot of money you got to pay for ground train you got to pay for training on those ground you got to get books and then you have to rent a plane and you have to pay the instructor to be in a plane with you to build up several hours at each level you research oh mm-hmm. i've been doing this for a long time <laughs> all right to, to get to the point where you can actually have a license because you got the single engine planes you got the dual engine prop in uh, uh propeller jets or whatever you got the regular jets you got the heavies all these different levels basically that you have to get to and it costs a shit ton of money and I'm like, man, I, I could have maybe even if I had done it for my undergrad study when I still had enough financial aid for undergrad, um, it still would have cost a lot more money than undergrad would have allowed me to do. And it just hurt me because I'm like, geez, I would love to be a pilot so badly and I want it so much, but I cannot afford it. And it hurt my feelings because it's something I really want to do. I was even about to go to the Air Force Reserve. Just so that way I could, first of all, to I don't mind. you was. I was. Okay. No, you was not. Serve my country. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. The country that does not That's value okay. me. But that would have been the day that, that I truly fought you. <laughs> but my whole purpose on was the street. to go and learn how to fly. Okay. But after There's the age of 28, you can't do it. There's other ways to do it. Yeah, but I don't have the money for that. Do you have some okay, Can I borrow $100,000? Well, that's just a dream. Can I have $100,000? See? That's what. We shouldn't have to take our dreams with us. Sir, but should our we? dreams be paid for because our parents save money? Should it be because of generational wealth? Can we accomplish our dreams and work hard for them ourselves and and make them happen for ourselves? Bro, no, we, we can cannot. just be Kendall. We cannot. Kylie Jenner. We could just be self. A yeah, self-made but she had a head start. No boo. Kyle, she had a she had a head she start. Had a, she's a no, self-made no, billionaire. That. She is not a self-made yes, billionaire. She, is. she had her sister get fucked said, by Ray J to, <laughs> on a video, which on, then gave them all wealth and power and on influence. The magazine, no boo. No, she's not self-made. Made, self-made. My left and right nut. No, she is not self-made. <laughs> Let me make sure I'm very clear about that. She is not self-made. Her sister's pussy she made said. way for her. I'm sorry. She said she worked very hard for her cosmetics. Well, she I'm, is quote unquote a self-made billionaire I am not because of a away. cosmetics line. I'm not and then taking we away have from her. Pat McGrath, who is a brown woman, who really is, who self-made. is a self-made billionaire now, with a cosmetics legit. line. Yes. So and that's super exactly sin. what I'm saying right there. We have two people who have accomplished the same exact thing. They are both billionaires because of our cosmetics line, yet one had a head start and one didn't. So we can accomplish our goals without yes, a head start. I'm not saying that we can't, but I'm simply saying that a little bit of a help, a little help would be nice. I'm not, listen, I don't think, I'm not saying that we can't do shit. America is the land of opportunity. That's why lots of people are coming here. That's why Trump's trying to build this fucking wall, trying to keep people from getting here. But at the end of the day, a little help would be nice. Wouldn't you like a little help? Yeah, Wouldn't you I like, wish, 
Right. My sister would have slept with somebody and uh, cocked her legs open so we all can eat. I Why ain't tripping. As a matter of fact, it gives me an idea. Let me think. Wait a minute. Why? Hold on. Let I'm not sure I understand what you said because you think. said you want your sister to cock her legs open so y'all can eat. That didn't sound didn't, right to me. Didn't you say that? <laughs> She That's only what Kylie did. Kylie only got her money because oh, Kim K okay, slept. Okay, you related it back to because see my mind went somewhere else. I'm sorry. I was oh. like, you are nasty, <laughs> perverted, Wait a minute, and I can't what? deal with you right now. What? And I was not judging you, but I was secretly. I do you see what she went through first to get her sisters to where they needed to be? Listen, she slept with the man. Let me tell you something. Hold on. I'm sorry. Okay, let's talk about this. She slept with Ray J, Brandy Norwood's brother. Okay, these are celebrity people. People know. You slept with a celebrity on camera. You didn't know what was going to happen? No, I don't think she thought that it was going Their gone. family had wealth before she slept. Yeah. They did have wealth. Slept Their dad him. was. They already had a TV. They already had See, all of that shit before that before, even right. happened. But she became a factor in that moment. She was, That's what she's known for. When people think Kim Kardashian, that's the first thing they think about. Like, oh, yeah, she was. Oh, she the one that. Oh, yeah, I remember nah, her. let's get this straight. I knew of her we before that. feel like that. Right. They don't. They feel. They see her as the stylist that she was. Right. I was Fine. gonna say. The African American community feel like the little busto that Ray J had. Right. I knew of her before that because she was Paris Hilton's best friend. Well, right. I would say, uh, listen. See? I didn't come to the knowledge of Kim Kardashian West until she got fucked by Ray J. Right. So was that, it was that me. she got fucked by Ray J that you knew of her? Did you find out about her and then you were like, oh, who is this woman? And then you found out about the sex tape. I just told you what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I did not I'm know just, about I'm just her checking. I'm just checking. She was fucked by Ray checking. J on video and it leaked. That's all I knew the about Ray shop. J. We seen it and watched it. At that's it. And that's all, that's when I be so for mm-hmm. those of us, unlike you, because you you are pretty good with pop culture. But for myself, I didn't follow that shit. I didn't know her until the for whole sex in the came urban out. environment. Yes, we didn't know about her. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Start a video. So in my mind, I was like, her daddy who. Who was her daddy? Okay, and even if you want to take it back to her daddy, fine. Let's take it back to her daddy. We're still going to go with the fact that Kylie did not necessarily make room for herself. She had a head start because her family came from some affluence. So she did not, she had a head she start. She got big off her stepdaddy money. Okay. Because they ain't even her daddy. daddy. Her real daddy. We're, 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 right. Her, wait, Bruce is her dad. No, that's what I'm saying. He ain't had no money, money for real. He had a name. Like like why did mm-hmm. why did Tina Turner want to keep her name and Lost Love got to do with the movie? I my name worked too hard for it. That's, I worked too hard for it. That's true. They had something to go on. I'm not saying that we can't build ourselves up. I'm not saying that, but my God, it would be so much easier if I could go and get somebody to say, Hey, I'll give you money to get your business going and I won't try to take advantage of you and take all your money or own your business, whatever, uh, because you don't pay me back fast. Now whatever the case is, there a little help would never hurt. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to I agree. think it's out there. We just got to... It got to be rice in a needle haystack. A needle in a rice stack. A needle in a haystack? How about a needle in a haystack? Let's just go to a needle in a haystack. Let's just go to a needle in a haystack. Let's just go to a needle in a haystack. Yeah. <laughs> needle you know with the rice. The, oh, yeah. I know what you meant. Okay. All right. That was a good conversation. Uh, good it debate was. topic. Um, I, 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 it's, it's a lot. What it's are we taking lot. away from this? Well... I think, and well, you tell me what. Do, what do you think we should take away from this? I need to. Well, now that I'm getting my credit together, I do need to start investing. Invest in what? Into some 
some stocks and some bonds and some with some what land and with what with my savings. What do you mean? Okay, there you go. I just want to make sure we are clear that you're saving. Yes. Okay, great. Cause I don't have no kids. So I'll cut you. You do, Daniel and Kamari. Right. And I'm talking about they came out of me. And your God babies. So I right. So I can pass all of my wealth down to them. Or blue. Yes, and blue. <laughs> pass our wealth down to my. And get a group of. You know what? If 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 I get a group, you know, we get a group of friends and we each put in like five hundred dollars or. Enough to buy three pair, three bundles, and we wait. Get a franchise. Three bundles. Get like a Little Caesars. Are you talking about hair? Yeah, yeah. and try and bundles. run it. Or better yet, what about this building that's right here on the corner by the studio? It's dilapidated. I would live there if we built it up, made it really nice, and started really making an impact even in this community. I would buy that building. And fix it up, and I would live there. I can't do it by myself. That's the mentality. That's my biggest takeaway is, first of all, we have to start thinking about being the leaders and start thinking about our situations differently. I think that us three at this table are awake, but I think a lot of our people need to be uh, awakened because we are <laughs> living day by day, going to buy our Lucy's and smoking them up and then going to buy some more Lucy's and getting our drink or going to work at minimum wage jobs and we're not getting anywhere. We're and spinning our money wheels. Throwing money at the sting. Throwing money at the sting. Is that a strip club? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. Getting our buffs. What's, okay. what's a buff? Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm, I'm intrigued with the streets. Oh, see. He's not. Uh, apparently I'm not I'm too suburban sorry <laughs> but that's my point if we that's, that's that's my biggest takeaway waking up first of all and then collaborating together and bringing our monies together and there's a lot of groups out there doing it but we don't trust each other We're like I'm not giving my money because what if I lose it all you never go into an investment without the without the thought that there is a possibility that you could lose just make sure you Speak invest truth. wisely Speak make truth. sure you invest with a group of people who you know will manage the money correctly mm-hmm. so I'm about to be on a hunt for some people we can invest together we can manage the money together make mutual decisions together so let's get it no I'm serious we need to do something by 40 Cause I, I, we really need to retire. Early. Well, I got another fifteen years, so um, you, you got about five, four, five or six years. I got fifteen years before mm-hmm. I'm forty. So, yeah. James, what's your takeaway from this? Well, first and foremost, it's freezing in here. <laughs> um, now, I'm not here <laughs> cold. So, I'm big, so it's so random. <laughs> that was so. I didn't. <laughs> Now that you say I did, I did notice you put on your coat. I just yeah, it's cold as fuck in here. <laughs> anyway, um, share your knowledge. Yes. Share it with your children. Mm-hmm. Um, share it with your brothers and your sisters, and even your parents. So, that's my takeaway. Just share your knowledge. And when you're sharing the knowledge, make sure that people are open to it. Sit them down and ask them for permission. Even if they're not. But the thing is, point. if they're not, it's a waste of breath because they're not going to take it. Maybe they'll come back to it. They might. They might. They'll be on talking it. to somebody at the at the beauty shop and be like, "Girl, you know what?" So plant the seed. Mm-hmm. Brandy did tell me that. Let me look into it. Plant the seed. So they did. T- I did mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and placing value on savings and building some wealth. Now for the positive vibe. All right, Come guys. Come on with it. I sure need it. I be thinking about these, I'm and t- I be, you know, 
um, it's, it's, these are really great for me. So here it is. Um, so there's an old adage um, coined by the philosopher Aristotle that says the um, the whole is greater uh, than the sum of the parts. And it basically means that the team is greater than the individual players. And that goes back to what Mama Jo says in Soul Food, where she said, she said, one finger yes. pointing the blame don't make no impact. Mm. But you ball up all them fingers into a mighty fist and you can strike a mighty blow. A mighty blow. I believe that. A mighty blow. And one day it might be my positive vibe, but just not today. Okay. I'm going to challenge Mama Joe and Aristotle. Um, <laughs> if the individual parts, and I alluded to this earlier in the conversation, but if the individual parts are not strong, then bonding together to strike a mighty blow won't even fucking matter. Imagine taking a bag of rocks and I knock Maria Renee upside the head. She going down for the count. I take that same bag, fill it with cotton swabs <laughs> and hit her upside the head. She's like, <laughs> bro, bro, why you do that? Bro, really? Why right. you hit me with them cotton swabs? And it's like, it's not going to have the same impact. <laughs> but if each one of those, you know, cotton swabs were cemented and then I did it again, she going down. The point is the individual parts aren't strong. Then it's not going to make a difference how you mm. bond together so if all of us are weak as a people we get together we gonna be a group of weak ass motherfuckers <laughs> who ain't gonna be you know motherfucker where we right. cotton balls we are cotton balls <laughs> why it gotta be cotton <laughs> oh oh cause we picked it <laughs> cause that's we right we'll it. use it cause Absolutely. we picked it we picked it we can use it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying you have to right now it's important to and I'm going to say adopt a me first attitude so that you can develop and grow individually. I'm not saying not to help your brother still be a, a collectivist and a, a collaborative source, but focus on yourself. Build yourself. Build your wealth. Build your mentality. Wake yourself up from the, the slump that you may or may not be in. Don't, you know, you can't be good to a group or a team if you individually have nothing to offer and bring to the table. That's like being like in a relationship where your mate is all you in love and you fucked up because you got baggage and you carrying that, but you have no love to give to the person that you're trying that's in love with you. It's like two people have to be a strong, cohesive team. You know what I'm saying? Like if you are that weak link, the whole thing is weak. So one weak link can mess up a whole chain. We know that. So, um, uh, for example, at work, uh, my coworkers, the guys and the girls want to play against each other for a softball game. I do not know how to play softball. I did not grow up playing sports. James actually, he played what ten years of baseball, was it? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna help me. But if I get on that baseball team at work and I'm the weak link, we could lose the whole game. And us guys need to have the bragging rights against the girls. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You should come. You should come check us out. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> have the me first mentality in an effort to maximize your outputs so that you can contribute and maximize the inputs that you give to a whole body of people. Make sure you take that time to build you first. Closing comments. James. I need a drink. Ooh. (laughs) That's about it. That's all I got for today. (laughs) Maria. This, This was thick. And I'm, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love these conversations. We need to talk more. Yes. This oh. is the whole purpose of cornbread and caviar because the brown people, didn't, we didn't got so laxy-daisy with everything that's going on and we don't have a, a serious conversation about us. Again, chastisement in private. Yes. 
because I'm not going to receive from you in public. in public. That's right. High sure. five on that. That's deep. Mm, yes. Mm. I like that. Chastisement like in private and accolades Amazing. in public. Absolutely. So I'm going to stop chastising you. In pu- no, I'm not. I'm, mm. I'm not. I'm not going to stop chastising you in public. I'm your brother. I'm supposed to torture you. So, I'm just, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. Mm. I love you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who like, is it? share. Yes, like and share. Like, listen, like and, and share and subscribe. We, we we really want you to continue yeah, instead to support of sharing us. a fight on right. social media. Share something positive. Cornbread and caviar. Share cornbread and caviar. Let's have these discussions and conversations. Share mm-hmm. something positive that is meaningful. Um, we had a ton of fun today, people. It's me, Ramon, the co-host, uh, James, Brandon, Maria, Renee. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this topic today. Please, 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 I'll ask again. Subscribe, rate, comment, and share. It literally costs you nothing but mm-hmm. a few seconds of time. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. We are out here, so help us out. Share us out, okay? Um, if you want to connect with us, if you have comments about today's episodes, once we start getting enough questions in, we will answer questions on episodes, and we'll email you back at that time to let you know when your question will be answered on an episode. Hit us up at eatcornbreadandcaviar at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at eatcornbreadandcaviar. We love you. We absolutely love you. We are out. Detroit is different after dark podcast network.